It's time to know your soul. Are you seeking the you within? Has people pleasing stressed you out? It's time to find your light so you can share your entrepreneurial gifts with the world. Well, Red Rover on over. But the only thing you're breaking through is yourself. This is Soul Amplified. Are you ready? Hello, and welcome to the Soul Amplified Podcast. I am Vanessa Grace, your host. I have really been thinking about enabling lately. Enabling is something that's obviously part of the family of things that I'm going to be talking about. Um, And I think that it's a term that is more understood in society than codependency. Um, Codependency gets misunderstood so many times, and I, of course, in my very first episode, broke down what some of the misconceptions about codependency are, which is that um, I think a lot of people perceive codependency to mean that you can't function in life unless you have the other person there with you, and that they, they don't know how to make like basic life choices without the other person, and they're dependent with that other person. Um, But of course, if you've been listening to me this long for almost 40 episodes now, you know that it's much more complicated than that. And that is way too of a basic description. And it is, it goes much deeper than that. And enabling is a term that people in mainstream society understand a lot more. But let's go over what I think enabling is. I think that enabling is when a person is struggling and then someone else comes in to help them, but while they're helping them, they're actually um, helping them to maintain where they're at rather than helping them grow. Oftentimes, enabling is used in reference to someone who might have an addiction issue and the enabler um, gives them money or something that they can sell to then help them maintain their addiction. And so they're giving them what they need to continue doing something harmful to themselves um, because the enabler doesn't know how to say no. Um, Or they can't believe that the other person would ask them for something um, and then turn around and use that for drugs or alcohol. And so that's like a really classic example But enabling can also be um, bailing somebody out of jail, bailing somebody out of um, a financial responsibility, or bailing somebody out of like an emotional situation, like saving them from having to confront their own issues. And so there's a lot more subtle ways that enabling can happen. Um, So here are five things that you didn't know about enabling. So the first one is that enabling is part of codependency. I mean, I'm sure that at this point that's not a huge surprise to you, but I just wanted to be clear that codependency is like this umbrella of things, and it's not just one of them. It's a collection of them. And underneath that umbrella, or paracel, because paracels are more fun, so underneath like the paracel of codependency is enabling, and it's that thing where you help someone to the point where where you're actually um, hurting them because they're maintaining um, 
where they're at in life that's unhealthy for for them. And so that's actually the second thing that you didn't know about enabling is that the enabler is hurting the other person. It is literally so painful for the enabler to see the other person fail that they will step in and save them from themselves. It's too emotionally painful. And that's like the enabler can't um, separate themselves from the other person. They're too tied up in how the other person is doing. And so their emotions get like attached to that. Um, and so when the enabled person, I guess we'll say, um, isn't being held accountable, they don't have to grow. They don't have to try and figure things out on their own and they can just stay in the same pattern that they're in um, and and there's no consequences for them. There's no natural consequences for them. And natural consequences are how people learn and grow. I mean, sometimes people are self-motivated, but if you're receiving from, from an enabler, you're probably um, not motivated, self-motivated to change. You would have to not be getting that help anymore, maybe to figure it out on your own, be forced into figuring out, figuring it out on your own. Um, the other part about um, enabling actually hurting the other person is that the enabler could be blind to the reality of the situation. And this is what is more likely to happen um, when there's addiction involved because the person, the enabler doesn't want to admit a person that they love or deeply care for is enmeshed in an addiction situation. That's so painful for them to even imagine that they can't conceive of that being a, a truth. And so they're actually in denial. Um, and so by their denial, they are assisting to hurt the other person. Okay, the third thing that you didn't know about enabling is it's really about your identity being wrapped up in the other person. And I sort of touched on that when I talked about the last one. Um, and these blend together so seamlessly, like it's hard to describe one section of this without falling into the other, right? Um, so enabling is really about you not being able to allow the other person to um, make their own mistakes. And like I said, um, making your own mistakes and having to find your own way in life is part of how we learn as humans. And so not allowing another person to make mistakes literally takes away learning opportunities from them. And um, if you care about education at all, I mean, normally people who care about education are going to think about that in terms of like a classroom setting or on the job training maybe or on the job learning, but life Life is education. And so if you are a person who cares about education, allowing someone else to make mistakes is going to help them learn faster than anything else because then they have to deal with their own relational, financial, and emotional repercussions of that and figure out how to navigate the situation. And so um, enabling is about being so wrapped up in the other person that um, you can't allow them to have pain because you feel it so deeply for them. 
um, that you literally can't watch it. It's like too in pain. Oh my god, I can't even describe um, the deep pain that enablers feel. And so, like, I actually have compassion because they're trying to also stop their own pain at observing um, whatever they're observing sometimes. Um, but it's really about you not being connected to yourself because you're so wrapped up in the other person. There's like no room left for yourself. And maybe you're not wrapped up in that other person all the time, but in the moment that you are choosing to enable, you are either in denial or you are, um, or you're incapable of separating yourself from them. And so your identity in that moment is lost within them. Your identity is just like given over to them and you can't, um, you can't stop yourself. So the fourth thing that you didn't know about enabling is that it's actually a way to distract you from focusing on yourself as the enabler. And so as you, um, in that moment, lose your identity to the other person, um, you could have lost your identity to that person dozens, hundreds, thousands of times, and they could be collapsing in their frequency and becoming closer and closer together. And so for some of you, it's um, dozens or hundreds of times that your identity is lost to the other person. For others of the listeners here, you are almost continuously lost to another person. And it could be more than one person or a situation. It doesn't always have to be one person that um, you're enabling with. Um, and so as you're lost to that person that many times or that, um, or different individuals or a situation, that's as many times as you are not connected to yourself. And so when you choose to not connect to yourself, that either means that you would like to, it basically means you would like to be distracted from yourself. And that comes from not wanting to focus on your own shit, whatever that might be. Maybe there's a tough history that you don't want to pay attention to. Maybe there's some things that you would need to admit to yourself that don't sound pleasant. Maybe it would be facing some pain that someone has inflicted upon you. And, and that seems like too heavy. And so helping others is a way that you cope, but the helping has turned into enabling or the helping was always enabling because you actually can't tell the difference. Um, because enabling is not helping. And so enabling is a way for you to distract yourself from focusing on yourself. yourself. So the other way that you could be choosing that is because you don't like yourself. And so to run away from not liking yourself on some level in some way, in some component, and it could be several small ways or several large ways, depending on who the listener is. Um, focusing on that other person allows you to distract from the awfulness of not liking you, which of course leads to depression and um, malaise and apathy in life and wanting to die and all these other sorts of awful things. So I can see why someone would choose a way to distract themselves from not liking yourself. Um, being a helper is a way to make yourself feel better. But when that helping 
has been accidentally twisted or become enabling, it's just another unhealthy thing to do. And so learning to unravel the enabling usually helps heal the self-worth as well. So really the fifth thing that I want to say about enabling of the five things that you didn't know is that enabling isn't really about the other person. Enabling is actually about you. So even though externally you look like you're helping this other person, underneath all of it, it's actually about you either getting the identity of being a helper because that makes you feel more complete and better about yourself. Well, at least if, you know, you might say to yourself, well, at least if the other person does better, or at least if I've helped them or given them what they wanted for the moment, you know, I am a good person because I have helped them. And maybe you never get accolades from anyone. And so I'm not saying that enabling is about you because someone then praises you, because you may never get praise for it. You may actually um, get other people in your life complaining about it and, and actually calling you an enabler and saying that you're helping them too much and you're being too soft on them. And so you may actually get a lot of flack for enabling or helping. I'm using finger quotes. You can't see that. Um, but if you are believing that you are being helpful and you can give yourself that title and that makes you feel better then the enabling or quote-unquote helping is actually about you having the opportunity to feel better about yourself. Enabling can also be about you because you may need the other person or in the, you know, there can be more than one person or situation that you're helping. But if you need the other person to be a certain way to fit your mold of who they should be because they're your kid or they're your spouse or some other, you know, friend or relative, if you if your family like belief system and structure says that individuals need to behave certain ways and so you are enabling to maintain the image of that, um you enabling and quote unquote helping them is actually about you getting to maintain the illusion of the family system that you wish you had. Now, maybe you're trying to maintain something outside of a family system, such as something at work or um, within friendships um, There's or in a community organization that you're a part of, or just people around me behave a certain way. And so I have to look like the people around me behave a certain way. So I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that the people around me behave and look a certain way. And so that can mean that you would do things to ensure that. And that means that you're covering up for somebody else, which is enabling and not allowing them to learn from their own mistakes and allow that to be seen. And so really enabling is really about you because you're either avoiding yourself, need to give yourself a certain label to survive the way you feel about yourself, or you literally can't separate yourself from another person because you don't know who you are or you don't like yourself. There's so many deep, deep things underneath what 
produces enabling that they are extremely painful to actually look at. And that is why I do this work. Because as I was understanding my codependency, I really had to look at myself and understand why I had gotten to that place. And part of it was, you know, my family of origin. I've talked about family of origin before as being part of what creates a codependent um, personality trait. And so I was able to look back and see how that was in my family's history, at least um, three generations, right? And I was able to look at what was happening in my life that I felt like I needed to survive with these behaviors. And because I've had those experiences and been through the trenches, I know how painful it is to be where you are. And that's why I can say all of these bold things with deep compassion for um, what is underneath that enabling. And that's why I offer my coaching services to people um, in the world so that they can really get down to what's underneath it and I can be gentle with it and help you to uncover and understand in a non-judgmental environment, but also in a place where I actually understand what I am talking about because um, of my personal experience and because of my mental health therapy credentials, right? I actually know stuff. The other thing is that I offer this beautiful course that if you, um, if you want a little bit more distance from one-on-one -on -one communication and that seems like really hard, or you like the idea of consuming information um, in like a prepackaged way in your own time, I mean, there's this great course that I have called the People Pleaser Recovery Roadmap, and it's 10 different modules that go deep into how to overcome codependency on this deep, deep level. And I've got women in this program program right now who are really just kicking ass at it, kicking ass and taking names at understanding themselves and how they got where they are and setting boundaries right and left and doing all the things that I talk about on this podcast. And if you want to be a person who understands yourself more and like, why am I making these choices? And how did I get to this place of being so unhappy truly inside when I give so much of myself to the world? And isn't it supposed to feel good when you give yourself to others and help them? And I would agree with that to a certain extent. But the missing piece is that you either don't know who you are or you don't know how to set the boundaries to make sure that you're only helping so that you have enough left over for you. And I am a person that can help you understand that. And of course, you know how to reach me, but I'm going to say it again. You can reach me on Instagram at Soul Amplified, or you can reach me directly at my email, which is Vanessa at soulamplified.org. I've got both of those things available to you, coaching and the People Pleaser Recovery Roadmap, to really help you understand yourself more and make these changes in your life so that you can get to a place where you can be a helper, which I know is what you actually want to be, but do it from a place of fullness and knowing fully who you are and having clarity around when you can help and when you actually need to save that piece for yourself. I wish for you 
the best week ever. Go be amazing. Thanks for tuning in, Soul Sister. Do you want to hear from me more? Sign up for my Transforming Your Codependency text messages straight to your phone every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for inspiration and education. To sign up, text PEACE to 877-338-0875. To spread this message far and wide, screenshot listening to this podcast and share it on social media. Be sure to tag me. I love hearing how you're growing. Get amplified.